Well, folks, welcome to One More Edition Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Sorry for whatever it is that was occurring. I haven't a clue. In fact, I can't even hear my playbacks when I am doing the video. So it's going to be interesting to see how I work that out because we can't start over because we are streaming. But I am trusting, I am trusting that all is working and the videos are going to play Okay, uh, but anyhow, anyhow, how are my peeps doing? Welcome. It's Friday, baby, as my buddy Roberto would say all the time. He would he would start the program and he says, or rather, he'll send he sends us a, a audio a, like a good morning audio every morning. And what he says is, leave the top button open. Okay, the top button is open, my beautiful lady. Or which one? This one here. There we go. It's open. Para ver, estoy abierto. All right, it goes like this. He says. It's the weekend, baby. That's what he always calls. And then he says, when he's done, he'll say, Pausa y volvemos. That means, all right, I'm on pause now and we shall return. And we shall return. Anyway, I had a late start trying to rush back here to the studio from KPFT 90.1 FM. Uh, but we are okay. And I'm, as I speak with you right now, I am moving videos from one directory to the directory that we can actually see here. So I ask you so kindly to bear with me as I get these things all sorted out. Because as you know, sometimes we just run late. But you know, the show must go on. We must continue to provide you with what you are here for every day at 3 Central. So I am moving files as we speak. I think I got them moved. And I think I'm going to be almost ready to get started. The one problem that I have is I can't hear what I'm playing. So I'm going to be on faith that it's going to work just fine when I start playing them. But I want to start the program today by saying... ¿Cómo están todos mis amigos? Espero que todos están bien. I hope everybody's doing fine. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. AVQ is in the house. Alistair Waters is in the house. Eric Hayes is in the house. Uh, who else have we got here? Yvette Avery Herod, nuestra preciosa Yvette Avery Herod is with us. Paul Fleming is in the house. Bridge MCP is in the house. And as well... Bruce Pollard, who says Friday again. Welcome aboard, Bruce. Great seeing you here, my brother. And Tom Charlie is Tom C. Is in the house as well. And I think I got everybody. Let me go scroll down. I think I got everybody. Okay, let me start with what you guys have to say. Eric Hayes says, Davos equals John Kerry and his billionaire hypocritical people telling everyday person we are evil for using fossil to live while they fly around on private jets emitting carbon. Mm. That bugs you. And, you know, that these guys are... I don't mind people traveling on private jets. I don't mind people flying in airplanes. What The, the idea is not the individual. The idea is the policy, right? So uh, that's a false argument that the right wing tries to bring up to kind of muzzle or to try to fuzz what we're trying to attain here. While we're transitioning, it's okay to use what we are using. I mean, that's just how it is. All right. Alistair says, got the five-year-old, so we'll be listening more than talking. Hey, that not a problem, my friend, but you're such a wonderful parent, my dear friend. Taking care of the five-year-old. I got you. I got you. Eric Hayes says, how about this one? 
put all congresspersons on no pay till debt is paid and all programs American has paid into are more than secure. They got too many years at a salary they truly don't deserve. They were America should make cuts. Okay, well, why don't you go serve? You think anybody's going to do it for nothing? Not everybody thinks like, oh, well, you know, they got a salary. I'm, I, ask, I have to ask for people to support what we do here. It's hard. It's not easy trying to do good. And, and those Congress people, except for the ones that run for the plutocracy, they want to do good. A lot of them want to do good. Yes, you have the plutocratic ones that have more power, but most of those guys want to do good. Uh, Alistair think it's a good idea, though. But, you know, Alistair, I think some of them are not really bad. All right, let's continue here. Uh, Bridge MCP says Trump's prodigious habit of filling, filing lawsuits is coming to coming back to bite him. You notice he dropped the big one today, the 250 million one against the, the attorney general of New York, because he knows another big fine was coming. A federal judge fined Trump and his lawyer nearly one million dollars. The case should never have been brought. Florida Judge Donald M. Middlebrooks wrote in his order on Thursday, its inadequacy as a legal claim was or rather. It's an inadequacy as a legal claim was evident from that start. No reasonable lawyer would have filed it. The judge ruled on Thursday that Trump and one of his attorneys, Alina Haba, are on the hook for $937,000 as punishment for a lawsuit Trump brought against a host of perceived enemies, including his 2016 presidential opponent. Hillary Clinton, Trump filed the lawsuit, which named a total of 31 people and alleged racketeering and a conspiracy to hurt candidacy by falsely accusing him of colluding with Russia last March. It was dismissed in September, but the defendant asked to be reimbursed for the their cost. Okay. Also, we have uh, Tom, I got rid of the echo. Uh, Paul Fleming says, as guardians of this one planet, as it changes daily, we must too to survive. If you can't understand this basic thought, then God help us all. And it's a problem. They don't, they, they choose not to understand Paul. It's called willful ignorance. I repeat, willful ignorance. So can't really help that, but we try, but we try. Okay. And we'll keep doing what we're doing. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Leave the top button open. Yes, I did. I followed your instruction, Bridge. Maywood says, I hope everything is working better than it was this morning for the radio show. Man, let me tell you, we had all kinds of problems today. But hey, what can I say, May? You know how that goes sometimes. Uh, let's see what else we got. Let's see what else we got. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Michael Rudin says, Eric, good link about the Biden classified documents. As it comes to the classified documents, the difference between Trump and Biden is willful retention. Trump lied about having stolen the documents, claimed they are mine, and stonewalled NARA for a, over a year. That's the national records and something, whatever. Biden launched an investigation into himself to make sure all of the documents are recovered before they got stolen by foreign agencies. That's all you can ask. Welcome aboard, Robert Davenport. Great to see you here, my brother. Bruce says, it's not just the right wing using fuel. It is everyone. I don't expect that will change until it is all used up. Airplanes will not fly and batteries today. Robert Davenport says, hit those thumbs up for PDR Posse. Thank you, brother Davenport. Appreciate that plug that I usually forget to give. 
Michael says, yep, Trump has to pay a total of nearly $1 million over his lives regarding the 2016 election, including around $170,000 to Hillary Clinton as part of Trump's pattern of being a litigious scumbag and using the courts to attack his opponents with nonsense claims that should have been laughed out of court. They shouldn't have picked it up in the first place. Still getting a lot of buffering and lag. That's not us, though. Uh, I think that's your system, my brother, Maywood. All right. Uh, we got Bridge says, we found a handful of documents were filed in the wrong place, Biden said to reporters who questioned him during a tour. Uh, we immediately turned over the documents and actives. Uh, anyway, they turned the documents over. I have uh, my first video that I want to show you guys. And uh, let me see, it's uh, Donaldson, what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Rob Byron, Byron. Byron Donaldson, I think is his name. Don, Byron Donalds, is this Byron Donalds. Uh, uh, let's see, Byron Donalds, yeah. This is going to be good. Uh, the, anchor, this, the anchor name Blackwell, right? Really let... Byron Donalds have it. And I want you guys to listen to the, uh, to the interview, and then we'll take it on the other side. Now, I am not sure if I can hear it, but let's go ahead and... I'll tell you what, let me set this up right, because I'm going to cut this and extract this the right way in a little bit. Uh, Byron Donalds, one of the 21 sycophants that really tried to hold the House hostage, appeared on CNN. He appeared to discuss two things, the debt ceiling, and he also appeared to discuss... El Señor George Santos. And what Blackwell did to him made an utter fool out of his hypocrisy. I want you guys to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side because this is one that you've just got to see. Check it out. We'll get into committee assignments in just a moment. But Congressman, first, uh, thank you for coming. Let's talk about the debt ceiling. We hit it today. Default comes in June. Why connect these two? Congress has already run up these bills, has passed legislation, has spent the money, spending the money. Why not take care of that and then have a separate conversation that most Americans would agree is necessary about uh, handling spending? Well, the reason why you don't separate the two is because the only reason you're hitting the debt ceiling this fast is because of all the reckless spending that has occurred. So if you're going to increase the allotment of your ability to borrow money, you should address your spending habits. Look, and that's not a political statement. That's a business statement. My career was 17 years in the financial industry. My first stop in my career was as a banker where I actually underwrote credit obligations and decided that we were going to lend money to small businesses. So you don't just get the ability to expand the credit card without having the necessary spending reforms. And if you read the reports from the credit agencies, are they concerned about Congress's ability to act? Yes. But they're also concerned with Congress's lack of ability to control its spending in a meaningful way. We should be doing both at the same time. Congressman, let's talk because these are separate conversations. You are a, a, a businessman. You talked about your your history as a small businessman. And you know you have to pay the bills. Republicans and Democrats racked up these bills. Where was this um, adamance about reducing spending when the debt ceiling was increased three times during the Trump administration? There was no um, major uprising within the Republican ranks to say we have to cut spending to raise the, the debt ceiling then. Is it happening now only because there's a Democratic con uh, president? 
No, I actually, I, I disagree with you. I don't think so. I think those conversations existed each one of those times the debt ceiling was raised. And from my, from my recollection, there was some spending reforms put in, some spending caps put in. But there's, but a, there's a difference, there's a difference, there's a difference between, there's a difference between raising an issue and a standoff. What Republicans now are saying, we will not vote well, for an well, increase I, without I think, these cuts. That didn't happen during the four years of, of Donald Trump when it was suspended even once and raised without uh, all of this the two other times. But I think you're the one that's speculated that there's a standoff that's going to that's going to happen here. Nobody has said that. House Republicans want to have clear negotiations with the White House about what are the spending reforms needed and then what needs to happen about raising the debt ceiling. Uh, that is not a standoff. That is a negotiation. Number two, before I got to Congress in the last term, my position has always been clear that if you're going to continuously increase the debt ceiling, then you have to address the long term spending ramifications and the debt bubble that is growing in the United States. That's the responsible thing to do. I can't comment comment on what my colleagues did before I got to Congress. Let me ask you about um, the committee assignments. You were the speaker's designee on the steering committee. Um, steering's committee job is to uh, assign these um, uh, congressmen to their various committees. George Santos, what qualifies him that you know for sure qualifies him to serve on the Small Business Committee and the Committee on Science, Space and Technology? Well, listen, that process of committee assignments is one where the members list the various things that they want to serve on and want to do in their time. Specifically to George and his situation, you know, that's something that is really not my ability to get involved with because that's between him and his voters. But every member of Congress is actually placed on committees. That's how the process works. We're going to place him on committees. And then if something else happens down the line, then we'll revisit that decision. But there are members who do sit on the committees in Congress that is not a biographical background part of, of, of what they've done in their life before Congress. And they sit on these various committees to try to do the best job possible on behalf of their, on behalf of their district, but also on behalf of the American people. You have not joined some of your Republican colleagues and, of course, most Democrats that we've heard from who are calling for George Santos to resign. Do you think that he can serve effectively? I think it's going to be difficult, no doubt about it. But again, if he has the wherewithal to deal with, you know, these things that have been caused by him and, and, and other things and still do his job, that yet it still remains to be seen about the growing list of people calling for resignation. No, I've not joined that simply because I don't think that that's the job of another member of Congress to say or, or, or call for. I think that's something between him and his voters. He has to deal with that on an individual basis. Well, I will say that you called for President Biden to resign and 84 million people voted for him. Now, how do you like that pardon shot? Well, um, you don't th you think the, the the under one million voters in his district should have a lot to say as whether he should continue serving or not and whether he should resign or not. Of course, as they're asking these people, these people are saying he needs to resign. But then he threw the dig. Hey, Representative Donalds, you. Eighty four million people voted for the president. And you, Donaldson, you said the president should resign. Where is the consistency? I thought that was beautiful. We if, Imagine if all our reporters were reporting, were being journalists then. We would have never had a Donald Trump. 
We would have never had a Ted Cruz. We would have never had a uh, Marcos Rubio. Just think about that. Finally, an attempt at some sort of good reporting. Thank you so kindly, Senor Blackwell. That is how one conducts a real interview and also not allowing yourself to be snowed. Notice how he got him uh, not only on, on the, on the uh, Santos issue, but on the debt ceiling. When Trump was in office, you guys just kept on raising the debt ceiling. You never try to hold up anything. You never stopped spending. You kept on giving tax cuts that were going to be paid for with debt. In fact, the reason we are paying that high debt is why again? Because you gave a $1.3 trillion tax cut. I've sent that $1.3 trillion tax cut. Guess what? Hey, we could do a lot more. So folks, you have to be careful in all of this. Let's see what my peeps are saying now. From Michael Rodnan. I, I read that one already. MAGA from Paul Fleming says, MAGA Republicans, how do you feel about the people who you voted for wanting to have a 30% national sales tax while paying the rich another tax break, thinking before you vote matters. It's funny because that's what they want. They want a 30% sales tax so that the billionaires will pay, guess how much in income tax? Zero. Zero. That's the kind of things we're talking about. And these people still protect them and they vote for them and they would fight for them. It's amazing. It's called an enslaved mind. And I kind of touched on that on my program earlier today. I, I'm, I'm going to read a little section of it in a minute. Actually, you know what? Um, uh, before I get to the other one, let, let me see if I have some things to read here. Daniel says, y'all just showing your hypocrisy in sharp relief to the American people. Really? Don't see it. Paul Fleming said, near MAGA Republicans, how do you feel about the people you voted for? That was repeated. Uh, let's see. AVQ says, Paul, sales tax is a regressive tax that hits the poor the hardest. It is really a bad idea. I agree. I agree. And I agree. Uh, Breed says, Santos is body. I vote. Nothing more. And you know what else he is? He is Trump's in the minutia. Think about that. Uh, Bridge also says, not something Congress should say. Uh, continuing my reading, I've got uh, Robert Davenport says, these are terrorist tactics being employed by the Republicans, but he called them Republic clowns, negotiating over the debt calling is a crooked as what Matt Gates and company did to McCarthy. Let's see if the House Democrats cave. They better not. They better not. AVQ has some info. Let's see if that is something to be placed on the screen. Sales tax. Yes, House Republicans, a bill to create national sales tax, eliminate the need for IRS. Funny. It's true, but it's funny. It's so funny. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Dem said they won't play ball. I hope they don't. I say, how do you play ball with the, the, these guys that don't have any? Oh, wow. Bridge, how dirty of you. AVQ says, Paul, there are about 500 lethal accidental shootings per year in the U.S. You see the gun crowd talking about this? We're losing one a day over this. More than one a day, brother. More than one a day. Egberto gaslighting on tax cuts. No, I'm not. I'm telling the truth. 
I know you can't handle it, but that's what I do, Brother Hayes. E2247 says, Supreme Court Martial Report says the leak of Dobbs' draft opinion might have been a federal crime. Well, it's going to be a federal crime against one of their conservatives. But Scottus kept the investigation in-house. Did it tell the FBI not to investigate? On what basis? And why did the FBI apparently stand down? They should not have. All right. What's the phrase? The most dangerous gun is the one you're pretty sure is unloaded. Or something close to that. I get what you mean because you're so sure you don't check it again. Very good one. Eric says, bad orange man, tax refund, Biden tax bills to pay for all. Ah, poor thing. When, you know, when the mind is enslaved, uh, let me give a little talk here. Um, it's, well, I'll, I'll, I'll save that. I'll save that. All right, Daniel Little says, May Wood, yep, you don't, you don't get to have your cake and eat it too. Pollard says, it is not exactly gaslighting because it has truth. It is the truth. Thank you, Bruce. You're a good man. Paul Fleming says, I am happy to learn that the DOJ don't have cooperate, uh, don't have to cooperate with the House Republicans about ongoing investigations. And Bleach acknowledges that she's a bad girl. Aviku says, conservatives don't want to hear this, but tax cuts for the wealthy don't pay for themselves. It never did. The laugher curve was always a lie. It was always a laugher, right? Uh, no, they don't, Paul, but it may have to go to court. Lee Grant says, hey, y'all. Lee, I waited, I waited at the studio. I just knew you were going to walk into the studio. I knew you were going to ring the bell. And I knew Rourke is going to say, Egberto, you have a guest on the outside. And I knew I was going to be opening that door and seeing Brother Lee Grant and say, give him a big hug and a back slap and say, Brother Lee Grant, welcome to KPFT in studio. But I waited in vain. He never showed. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm very, very hurt. Anyhow, continuing, Robert Davenport says, Bridge map is on target. You can't cave into their fantasy. You can't negotiate with dishonest people lost in self-delusion. And in a certain level of crazy, you know, certain level of crazy there. There's a certain level of crazy. All right, uh, Bridge, they don't have to cave to Robert P. Davenport. Exactly. Lee Grant says, keep an eye on Atlanta tonight. Antifa is coming, is planning peaceful demonstrations. I will keep my eye. I will keep my eye on Atlanta tonight. I promise. Sorry, E, my car was in the shop. Okay. I'll wait for, for when your car is not in the shop. Don't forget noons, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Wednesday, I think... KPFT, uh, my, my, I get in pre, I'm getting preempted next Wednesday for a manager's report or something like that. I think. I think that's what they're going to be doing. Can you believe they preempted one of my shows, man? I'm so pissed. Actually, I'm not. All right, let's, let's continue here. Excuses, excuses, excuses. <laughs> you hear that, Lee? I think you're going to have to fight with Brother Rodnan because he's accusing you of giving excuses. All right. Let's go to, what time is it? It's 29. Let's go to the second video. This one is Eddie Glaude on MTG. MTG is a disgrace. And it even touches Eddie Glaude. 
Because Ediglod understands the clear and present danger, not only for Congress these guys are, but for the entire community. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Eddie Glad, I don't even know what to say. Um, Homeland Security, I think, connotes um, participation in protecting the homeland. Um, the list that I ran off of things she's associated herself with, these aren't the results of investigative journalism. This was a glance at her Twitter feed, um, questioning school shootings, um, calling Charlottesville an inside job, promoting conspiracies, talking about executing Democrats. Um, we'll put the wildfires in the um, stupid category, but the rest are just downright dangerous. Um, what does it say? What, what, what is Kevin McCarthy telling his voters? That he will reward this kind of nonsense. And remember what she said about January 6th, that she would organize, that they would have came, they won, they would be successful, and they would have came with guns or something like that. I mean, I used to think she was crazy as a Betsy bug. Remember, I'm from Mississippi. That's what we say. Crazy as a Betsy bug. But, but she might be smart as a fox. And what we see is that there's a kind of orientation that's being rewarded here. And it speaks volumes about who Kevin McCarthy is and, and who the Republican Party is. But let me say this. I was sitting here thinking about this as, as we were talking about in the last segment and, and now this. Nicole, we're not going to ever change until... We hold the people we love accountable. Now, there's the politics of it all. There's what Kevin McCarthy is doing. He's a spineless cool. He's a spineless politician. But I'm thinking about this, that people who know better eat dinner with folk. They, they love them dearly. And they know they hold these noxious views. They know they're out there doing this stuff. And they're not doing anything. They're not saying anything because they love them. And it seems to me until we get at that level of the intimate nature of this, I don't know how we resolve it. Does that make sense? Or am I being unnecessarily moral? No, look, I I mean, I think you and Garrett are making a similar point, right? I mean, to Garrett's point, they were reelected after being kicked off their committees. To your point, until this is an issue in the community, at the firehouse, at the 4th of the July parade, at the dinner table, um, with their immediate family, we might not be able to affect any change yeah. at all. Right, Eddie? Absolutely. It seems to me. It's, it's those, those moments when people who are not committed to this kind of ideological nonsense, but who stand by and, and stand by silently because they love the folk. Because they... they they're, they're part of their neighborhood. And it seems to me it's that, it's that component. The 75 million who voted for Donald Trump, fine. The, the, the third of that number that are committed to, to, to violence, okay. But I'm thinking about all of those folk who, are, who circle around this, who aren't willing to come out and say, damn it, enough is enough. Because they love folk and they're willing, and, and the price of the love is the silent. And it has been the case, Nicole, since the founding of the country. I know that's too abstract, but I'm trying to get at something here, but I don't know. I love how Eddie decomposes all this stuff. Sorry about that. I missed that a little bit. Eddie knows how to decompose all of this. And it is sad. It is sad. But um, we'll get it taken care of. 
he mentioned about us not speaking frankly to folk because we love them. The one thing I like I, I kind of explained to one of our callers today is we have to, irrespective of loving somebody, caring about somebody, we have to learn how to speak to them frankly, respectfully, civilly to get to them. I know it's hard to do. It's very hard to do, especially, I mean, let, let's just use one of our people here as an example. I'm not going to use Ledo because Ledo is far on the other side. Ledo, I think, is beyond beyond but you look at somebody like eric who knows how to rationalize and uh but you also see the internal fight in our brother's mind that it is so difficult to give up on what is what's a patently a lie is and so you go ahead and you find all the misinforming sources that you can find to justify your current belief. You, 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 somebody has really gotten, you know you're wrong. But you can hold on a bit longer. Because there is corroborating information out there that will lie to you. That will misinform you. That will disinform you. And then give you, the, give you that that rationale to say you're right. Welcome aboard, uh, Bo Licks. Welcome aboard. So, I mean, and Deborah Myers is in the house as well. Welcome, Deborah. So, um, like I told them on the program, you just have to keep steady, keep moving forward, and keep telling the truth. That's all you can do. Keep telling the truth. Um, well, I mean, in, in the near term, Ledo is far gone. Yes, he is. Even if it's an act that he's putting on, uh, you know, I, 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 I really am concerned about his well-being. I really am. And I'm not, I'm, I don't say that, um, I don't say that playfully. I really am concerned about his well-being. Because there's a, I mean, there's indoctrination, and then there's a type of indoctrination that creates that vicious, in, that vicious cycle in the brain, and it almost knots the brain up that it really no longer is able to function appropriately and take it and, and function intellectually. That is, so yeah, that concerns me. Anyhow. Um, I want to talk about unions, but before I play the piece on unions, what I want to do is point out what I wrote today. I said, corporations win irrespective of party prosecutions for, uh, for malfeasance down, unionization down. So corporations are winning the battles over and over and over again. And um, what I, I pointed out in the, in the program today that uh, two stories touched me today. The first one was out of um, Common Dreams called Low Union Numbers Amid Organizing Wave. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why? And you, when you figure out 
why it is it's down, you figure out that our corporations are playing a number on us all. They don't want unions. They have their own unions. It's called the Chamber of Commerce. It's called the Metallurgical Association. It's called the Carbonic This. And I mean, it's all these different organizations. They get together to work together so that together they can have more force. But they don't want the American employee to do that. And why is it? Because they want to remain, they want us to remain where we are, antiseptic slaves. And you guys thought I was kidding when I created that word, antiseptic slaves. Now I hear it used all over. Antiseptic slaves. And they intend on keeping it that way. And henceforth, they try to put all obstacles possible when we attempt to unionize. That becomes a problem. So it says, labor advocates renewed. Labor advocates renewed calls for boosting U.S. worker rights and protecting on Thursday as federal data revealed the desperate union, uh, right, the, despite the union membership rights of 273,000 uh, people in 2020 to 2022, in the, the uh, non-union jobs meant the unionization rate fell from 10.3 to 10.1%. 10% of Americans are unionized. And in that, 6% are private sector, 33% public sector. What gives? Who defends the individual worker? A union. Every single union, every single worker should be, uh, should be in a union. Every single worker. You know, I ended that piece by saying corporations know that at best, irrespective of their crimes, including union busting, the worst most need to worry about is a negotiated slap on the wrist. The average American is not afforded said leniency in the aggregate. It is on us to emancipate ourselves from our voluntary antiseptic slavery and asset, assess our, assert our worth and collective power until we cut the chains in our minds from accepting corporate evil deeds as fira complete, there will be no change. It is up to us, or rather it's up to us to use our vote, our interests, and elect those who will bring a fair economy to all of us. I mean, we need unions. We need every corporation, every company to be unionized. All right, let me continue reading. Bolix says, who's Bolix? I don't know who Bolix is, but I'll be obliged to meet you, brother Bolix. All right, we also have Bo is new FB account and agreeing with DL. Fake. So yeah, probably a fake account. Deborah Moyers, AVQ never again is correct. Fascism should, uh, wait, wait, AVQ never again is correct. Fascism could be the end of civilization. I agree. Uh, Lee Grant, he is, or he is just being a PETA. <laughs> All right, unions are down. Why? Because of layoffs. That, that is only a partial thing, okay? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Daniel Ledo says, I am so beyond that Egberto now mentions me by name when speaking at radical leftist events. Why? 
possibly a ham-handed attempt at intimidation. Is he hoping one of his disciples will harass me? Who knows? But it is nice to know I occupy so much space in the limited capacity of his mind. No, that's not what happened. What happened is I went to the club meeting. People that watch the show and look at our comments, and they, somebody came up and asked me, who is that crazy dude named Lado? Is he in a mental institution? <laughs> I don't want to say it, but that is what the person approached me that, that reads our chats. And actually, it wasn't a he, it was a she. She said, has he been to a mental institution? I'm like, I know that. I, what I told him, Daniel, is I told him I knew you personally, and I told him you're mostly grandstanding, all right? But I do think you're kind of far gone. And But no, it's not like you were living in my brain, though I do like you. I do like you. But what can I say? Uh, <laughs> they mentioned you. So you're popular. Your comments have some popularity. Bridge is another very popular one. Rodney is very popular as well. Um, all right, Richard W., thank you so kindly for that super chat. Anybody else want to join Richard W. with that super chat? Would love for you to... Join El Señor El Señor uh, Richard W. with a super chat as well. If you can say, Egberto, tell your lady friend, yep, it's often hard to distinguish the far right from the mentally insane. Oh, Rodden, I love you, brother, but be nice to all our fellow brothers and sisters in the room. You know I love you, man. All right, Richard W., uh, thank you again. Thank you for that uh, super chat. Anybody else who wants to provide us with super chats, we... We very much uh, would be uh, in, ingratiated to you. Thank you so kindly. Uh, if you can say, Daniel Lido, you're off the spectrum because all you got is burning straw men intentionally misrepresenting your opinion, then scoffing. Yeah, that's it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Did I miss any other one? Okay, I got one more good video for you. This one is on unions. Um, like I said, there's a decline in the unions and we have to do something about it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this piece and then I have a closing uh, statement to make on unions. So let's go ahead and check out unions and then we'll take it on the other side. All right, a new report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics confirms union membership hit a record low last year. In 2022, just 10.1% of workers belong to a union. That is a steep drop from the height of union organizing in the 1950s, where more than one in three workers were unionized. Joining us now, Liz Schuler, president of the American Federation of Labor and Congress of Industrial Organizations, known as the AFL-CIO. Uh, it's really good to have you on the show this morning. Joe, we'll have to look at how this impacts politics. Yeah, we will. I mean, but, but Liz, I, I wanted to ask you, we talked about this before. Um, as everybody knows, unions helped build and, and, and create the foundation of the middle class, the American middle class in post-war America. Uh, and uh, through the 50s into the 60s, union membership grew. Uh, as, as the new president of the AFL-CIO, you've been going around asking, what do we do to grow our membership? How do we become more relevant today. Uh, wh what are the answers to those questions? What are your members telling you? What are I know you wanted to you want to talk to small businesses, you want to talk to big businesses. What are you learning? 
Well, you said it, Joe. This is the time uh, we need to be looking inward and saying, how can unions be the voice for all working people? Um, certainly union members who are out there uh, running our economy every single day. But there are a lot of working people out there who haven't yet found the power of a union. So can we be uh, the center of gravity for workers who are looking for that next opportunity? Uh, certainly there's a lot of um, fluidity in the economy. Can the labor movement be the place where workers come to find those good jobs and make sure that they're getting the pay and benefits and security that they deserve? Steve Ratner was on yesterday showing charts which showed that income disparity is not as bad as it was. Things are getting a, a, a little bit better. But if you look at the small percentage of wealth that is controlled by 50 percent of Americans, the so-called bottom half, it's staggering. It's so low. Now, listen, as you know, I'm a conservative. I don't believe in income redistribution, but I also don't believe in billionaires becoming trillionaires. Uh, how, again, how do you guys make the sell to people who aren't getting paid enough money while uh, the, let's say, tech giants and other people are just, you know, raking up uh, billions and billions of dollars? Absolutely. I mean, coming out of COVID, you see these corporations making record profits, historic profits. Uh, workers were making sacrifices. They were working overtime, doing more with less. You just saw a nurses strike in New York because they aren't getting the support they need to do their jobs. Uh, so I think the economy is out of whack. Uh, I saw the charts this week um, that inequality is, is still off the charts. Um, people are continuing to lose ground because workers don't have the power they need to negotiate better conditions and wages uh, on their own. You can do that better when you come together, strengthen numbers collectively. And certainly through a union is the best way we see to do that because you have the law on your side. You can sit across the table from your employer and demand more without the fear of retaliation or being fired. So we believe this is the new era. More people are recognizing that unions are the way to come together collectively and flex their muscle um, because certainly coming out of COVID, people are still struggling. Uh, people are still working one, two, and three jobs just to make ends meet, never mind getting health care coverage and retirement security. Hey, Liz, good morning, Jonathan Lemire. It certainly is an interesting moment for unions. We, of course, had the railroads strike earlier this year, the threat with the president weighing in, stepping in there. Uh, president, who is, of course, very pro-labor in his rhetoric, but did draw some criticism for his behavior there. Feel free to weigh in on that if you'd like, but also just the idea of inflation, um, which has, by most measures, cooled, but still remains very high. In terms of your workers, what sort of impact are they telling you they feel day in and day out? Yeah, I have the opportunity to talk with workers every single day. And you're right. The inflation numbers are, you know, getting better, but workers are still struggling because we're seeing it day to day at the gas pump. We're seeing it in food prices and working people just want stability. They want the economy to work for them. And what they're seeing is corporations, uh, you know, price gouging. Um, certainly the um, you mentioned the railroad issue. Um, those rail Railroad companies were making billions of dollars historic profits, but yet couldn't give their workers a single sick day. 
so I think this is about equity. This is about um, having a voice at the table. And this is about workers needing more power to right the scales of the economy. I repeat, I repeat, every single American worker should be in a union. Uh, they should be in control of, their, of what they bring to the table. They are stakeholders in, in our economy, no different than an investor, actually more so than an investor, more so than the executives. Remember, they are the ones who produce, right? So I think it's important for us to get there. And like I ended that article with, I, I want to repeat that paragraph. It is on us to emancipate ourselves from our voluntary antiseptic slavery and assert our worth at collective power until we cut the chains in our minds from accepting corporate evil deeds as fida complete. There will be no change. It is up to us. It is up to us to use our vote in our own interest and elect those who will bring a fair economy to all of us. We can do it. Don't fall for the inner fighting trap. Let's work together. All of us should be unionized and let's move forward. Uh, Davenport, I found that, that piece that says fascists are those who should be afraid and fixated on anti-fascists called Antifa. To sweeten the word, why is anyone against those fighting against fascists in America? They shouldn't be. You bring up a very good point, sir. All right, let's see what else we got here. Avi, uh, I never like see. Let's see what else I need to scroll down. Scroll down. Bear with me, guys, as I find my spot. Uh, Florida's governor blocks African American studies. Does this uh, mean that uh, history isn't needed, or is it a way to keep fear of others? That's what. It, it's all a trick. It's just a thing to keep fear uh, into people. Yes, Yvette. Uh, can uh, should make a comment on the unions. I she knows that I'm 100% behind uh, I mean, uh, unions. Tom C says, does free stuff include government subsidies and tax breaks to corporations? And how about the military and all the infrastructure maintenance unsupported by billionaires who avoid paying taxes? You know, we have this huge military, so we can exert power around the world, so that when these billionaires get in trouble as they pilfer the treasures of other lands, we can always threaten them with a bomb. That's what it's all about. Daniel Edo says, to be fair, Egberto occupies a bit of space in my brain as well. I do spend time contemplating his particular brand of Marxist propaganda. The PDR posse fascinates me as well. The, dis the disconnect from reality is really interesting and sometimes scary. Y'all are not crazy, just psychotic. It can be cured. Well, thank you, Mr. Lado, for that assessment. I really do appreciate it. Julie Henderson is back and she says, hey, y'all. Hello, Julie. Welcome aboard. Thank you for being here. Uh, Michael Runner says, Eric Hayes, what doesn't someone, uh, what does someone who works for MSNBC know about unions? Bloomberg from 2021, MSNBC votes unionized in latest media victory for labor. May Wood says, well, that's an internal conversation. We uh, was a Republican and change, I believe. Yes, 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 yes. Julie Henderson says, just read uh, Fed G Fund 
I will be freezing the government use. What's up with that? Any truth to that? I'm not sure, but I heard that, but I'm not sure. No research. YT4 Me 57. YT4 Me 57. Okay. But before that, June, let's see. Uh, before that, unions price labor too high for the global economy. That's why they lost member power membership. Nope, it's not too high for global membership. Again, uh, when you look at obscene profits that are given to shareholders for doing nothing, I don't see how profits could be obscene. I really can't see it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, YT4 Me 57 says... The United Federation of Teachers in New York City tried to force the retirees to accept Medicare Advantage plans rather than standard Medicare. We fought back and have won every court in battle. And I was so proud of you all when you did that. I was so proud because I couldn't believe that the, the, the union was actually supporting Medicare Advantage. What it, was, it, it, what it was is that Medicare Advantage for the end user have the semblance of being less expensive and in order to get all your members covered i can imagine them just trying to shove them into the program but you guys by fighting back i'm so proud of you guys you did the right thing uh steve uh, stone flower design until they shut your store down because you want to unionize no if you can't afford to pay livable wages as per the union you're a hobby not a business don't you agree you're a hobby, not a business. If you won't pay yourself what you're paying that person, you're a hobby, not a business. All right, let's see. YT4 says, unions are great until its leadership aligns itself with corporate interests. That is the answer for the previous comment. Thank you for that one, YT4 Meet 57. Very smart answer. You have to be vigilant every time there are leaders. You're absolutely correcto mundo. Julie Henderson says, the government is a union, United States. All must represent equal. All right, Egberto Willis for show. All right, what do you want me to show? Let me go ahead and put it on the show. Come on. Come on, I'm trying to get you over now. Don't be acting that way. All right, that's a very good slide, and it's truthful. Donald McDonald's USA, employee, $9 an hour, no benefits. Big Mac. $5.81. McDonald's in Denmark, employee, $22 per hour, six weeks vacation, one year paid maternity leave, life insurance, pension, and the price of a Big Mac, $4.82. Does that tell you something? Wow. Andrea Junker puts that out, but it was given to us courtesy of Bridge MCP. Thank you for that one. That well, that hits the nail on the head. It's about that time where I need to do my ask, and I want to ask anybody who's watching on on uh, YouTube. I lost about five new five that lapsed on YouTube last night, I believe. So if I could get five of you to just click on join and bring us back to speed, uh, just click on join, become a part of the PDR Posse. And uh, you can get in at any level you want to. You're simply helping the cause, making sure that we can get our job done. But uh, here are the specific links to support us on PayPal. Please go to, whoa, I'm on the wrong screen. What happened? 
Oh, I lost my messages, people. I lost my messages. Madre mía, I'm going to have to start the chat again. The chat stopped. Sorry. Um, so a lot of messages are scrolled off. I'll have to look at them individually. But anyway, you can support us at politicsandright.com slash PayPal. You can also support us at Patreon, politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. We need some members there as well. Vamos, Patreon. Donde estas? Here we go. You can support us at, uh, on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, and to, you can either click a join on YouTube. You don't want to click a join on YouTube. Just go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube. You can support our store by going to politicsandright.com slash store. You can support our books by purchasing the books at Amazon, going to politicsandright.com slash books. And all these links where you can provide support to Politics Done Right can be found at politicsdoneright.com slash support. politicsdoneright.com slash support. All right, Davenport says, Biden shafted the rail workers just like the House Dems will shaft your voters by caving to debt ceiling terrorist threats from the Republic clowns. We'll see, we'll see, Robert. I hope you're wrong. I really hope you're wrong, but you're right about the railroad stuff. We had us all believing that, oh, they got a good deal. They still didn't get not even one day of paid vacation. Tom C says, with egg prices so high, how about this PDR money-making suggestion? Start a company called Egberto's Eggs. Add idea. Never a raw deal or a shell game. Put all your eggs in our progressive basket. I love it, El Señor Tom C. And I like how you try to mess with my egg name now. Because you know my name starts with an EG. But you know I love you, brother. I love you. I love you. I love you. Princess, the lowest support... The lowest support is a less than a cup of coffee. Support the show. Two bucks a month. Folks, please give us uh, some support at Patreon or wherever. That is how we can keep doing what we do. And I'm frugal. Very frugal with your money. I've shown when, when you guys, uh, when we were in D.C. And you guys really made sure we were together in D.C. I showed you what what you were able to do and you got your show every day while my I, I changed the hour to take care of my daughter the four hours I could be with her at the hospital but I made sure and came we, we did the show every single day every single day Julia Henderson says AVQ corporations wealthy write law so they don't pay taxes they're paid tax money aka grants and contracts you're absolutely right Julie Henderson okay guys I gotta get out of here all I can ask again is for you to please support the program however you can, politicsandright.com slash support. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.